listening to Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 212. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the, you're only on your second cup of coffee, John Brownstone. Scary, isn't it? I haven't had my first sip yet. Yeah, but I'm scarier without coffee. (laughs) Have you met me? Hi. Stop. (laughs) What you're supposed to say is, (laughs) then you should have more coffee, baby girl. You should drink your coffee. Enjoy your coffee. No, all the coffee is for me. Mm-hmm. We should start recording now. Yeah. <laughs> this week, <laughs> in an effort to keep things a little a little lighter, but also still useful, mm-hmm. we're talking about getting kinky on the cheap, on a budget, with little to no money, because it's not required. Yeah. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. And yes, it's pretty much always like this. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, that stands for podcast, y'all, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, LovingDS1. Or on YouTube at youtube.com slash lovingbdsm, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday and currently at what I would consider an ungodly hour. (laughs) All links are in the show notes. (laughs) Just want to say hi and thank you and we love you to our uh, kinky patrons, our proud crickets Mm -hmm. over on Patreon. We see you. We love you. We appreciate you. Um, We do. Over on Patreon, uh, if you, one, have the funds, because we are talking about doing things on the cheap and also to are interested um we provide extra content like an extra live stream and an extra podcast episode and behind the scenes stuff but also when you are our patron you help us do things like caption our videos and pay for services we use to make these shows mm-hmm. and all that good stuff so if you happen to be interested patreon.com slash that's patreon.com slash or link is in the show notes Okay, so this week I'm not doing any like major announcements. No, go do this, go do that. No, 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 we're not worried about that. We're just keeping it kind of, kind of whatever. We are talking about getting kinky uh, on a budget for little to no money. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say, I don't think this makes us hypocritical at all, but I will at least point it out for full all the disclosures. <laughs> yes, we recommend products all the time. Yes. You, John Brownstone, make, make stuff and yeah. sell products. Yes. But we do not believe that the only way to get kinky or to be into BDSM is to go out and buy a lot of shit. We did not start out that no. way. Um, quite frankly, being for the first 18 months being in a long distance relationship, it wouldn't have done us any good. Exactly. Anyway, most yeah. of the time. So um, we're, we've got this topic partly because there are going to be people who are having to watch their budget much more closely than mm-hmm. they normally do. Um, and also because it's kind of a, kind of a fun topic and no, we are not just talking about pervertibles, but we will start there because mm-hmm. it's the most, it's the most, uh, most common. Most people do understand what those are, if you're unfamiliar with the term pervertible, because we know we get new kinksters who kind of join us, find us all the time. Pervertible is just taking an everyday item and uh, kinking up its use, yes. perverting it, okay? Mm-hmm. So the one that always comes to mind, always, 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 is the way you desecrated my wooden spoons. 
yeah. when we first got together. I had wooden spoons yes. in the kitchen. That the one was my pasta thing. One mm-hmm. was my I used it to cook like cook up ground beef. Not anymore. No. I think you put a little uh, tie on it, and it now lives in the toy bag. It, doesn't it? it does. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It it had a little hole in the handle, so I put a little leather leather tongue on it and yeah, yeah so it, that now when we go to like if the next time i go to a bdsm dungeon when i lay out all the toys there's all the toys we've bought all the toys you've made and then mm-hmm. there's this wooden spoon that technically it has been thoroughly cleaned y'all technically still has old grease stains on it because <laughs> i used to cook <laughs> meat in a fry pan because it was easy the wooden yeah. was easier on my pan but Not now anymore. it it's used it, to it hit ha, me. <laughs> it, ha, it has been granted a second life. It's a paddle. It's, yeah. And you know, it's funny because just like any other product you might buy, like for us, it's impact play. Um, the material determines how it feels, the, mm-hmm. the size of it. So I actually prefer, this one is more, it's actually more paddle shaped. It's like a, it's got a, oh, I would say the handle is a typical wooden handle and then the head Mm-hmm. The paddle part, I this, guess, is like four inches, four and a half inches wide. Easily. It's, it's like it's, a nice it's square. Big. It's big. Yeah, I like that better than when you use the standard like wooden spoon. Because I've had those too. I got those from the Dollar Tree and those I believe might have gotten broken over my butt. We used a ping pong paddle. Yes. And broken it. Yeah. We those... used a hairbrush and broken it. I feel like there's a... There's a trend here. I feel like there's a pattern. <laughs> now, that is one of the things to keep in mind when you pervert something because you're not using it the way it was intended to be used. It can break. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> they don't hold break. up as well. That was yeah. like, yeah. And, and I think ping pong paddles are a very common oh, yeah. pervertible. Oh, yeah, for sure. I See, most pervertibles, if you ever looked at a thing in your house and went, I bet I could do something kinky with that. You are not the first person to have looked at that mm-hmm. exact item yeah. and thought that exact thing. So I think that um, some people think that that they're the only ones, you know, especially if you're not comfortable yet with kink and yourself as a kinky person, you're like, oh my God, yeah. what's wrong with me? I'm like trying to use all this stuff. I am not going to advocate, even though you could call it a pervertible if you wanted, I'm not going to mm-hmm. advocate uh, penetration with food products. I'm just not. Yeah. I've done it. I'm not going to say I have not done it. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, and here's where the layer between um, certain activities that you would not necessarily classify as kinky and your kink can intersect. So first DS relationship, long distance, that one too. Um, I had never owned a sex toy before. I had never bought lube before. I had never, my masturbation was at that point was very new to me because I started doing that at 32. If you want to know that story, you should go to kaylawards.com and go back to the archive. But (laughs) there's a story there. But um, so the assignment I got from the first dom was I had to go to the store and I had to get... Was it a cucumber or a zucchini? It was a phallic shaped vegetable though, y'all. And that's why this video, the live stream is uh, age restricted. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> wants to know. And I had to go buy that and I had to go buy lube. And he was going to not only guide my masturbation, which is kinky and part of orgasm mm-hmm. control and a cool thing to do in uh, long distance relationships. It was going to be with produce. But, I, you know, you, you 
get older, you learn, you grow, you know what not to do. I do not recommend food. That is a mm-hmm. very easy way, especially with vaginal penetration, to introduce things that should not be in your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I get it. And sometimes you need to pervert something. And so mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. grab a cucumber. <laughs> I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm just going to advise against it. Uh, at least he had the good sense to tell me to get lube. But I was actually more embarrassed to buy the lube. And my first lube was like Astroglide from Target. Like it was, it was the cheap stuff, but it was a name I recognized. And mm-hmm. that, like I did that thing of, I went into the store and I, all I needed was the lube because I'd gotten the produce from like the grocery store or whatever. And that was easy. I was like bought salad stuff and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I was like, the only thing I needed from Target was this lube. And I'm like, oh, we're going to find some things to need today. <laughs> so I bought several other things and then chose my... I'll my checkout very wisely because this was before self checkout. Mm-hmm. I feel old saying that. It's only a few years ago, but it was before we had self checkout in our stores. And um, I was like, oh, let's go with somebody who's about my age. You know, let's not go for the teenager. Yeah. That was not the day I went through that line. Um, lube, by the way, is not a pervertible, but you can get it cheap. And it is, regardless of what you're doing, I highly recommend spend, if you're going to spend money, spend money on lube. Mm-hmm. Um, no. So, yeah, I mean, technically, I've. I've perverted produce and even though penetra- sexual penetration is not inherently kinky, I did it in service of a kinky thing. So mm-hmm. to me it counts. What have you perverted yeah. that's not a wooden spoon or a zucchini? Um, paint sticks. Oh yeah. You know, all the things, not all the things, many of the things you have perverted, my hairbrush, mm-hmm. paint sticks, a few other things have inspired you to make those things. Yeah. Because they kept breaking. You know? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, paint, paint, paint sticks are great, you know, because you can walk into to, to your home improvement store and say, hey, I need some paint sticks. But, you know, when you start going in a couple times a week and, and you're not buying paint, they yeah. kind of raise an eyebrow. They do look at you funny eventually. Yeah. Eventually they're like, you keep coming in. You right. <laughs> only for the same thing. Actually, I think there are more kinky people out there than re- even realize they're kinky. They wouldn't even classify it that way. And I think what happens is when you are the one who keeps going back to the paint desk for paint sticks, yeah. somebody gets a knowing little smile. Right? Somebody's like, I know what they're doing. <laughs> I, if it were me, if I was, because th- I have worked at home improvement stores before many years ago. Mm-hmm. And if I was the one standing behind that paint desk, I'd be like, good on you. Go, here's an extra one. <laughs> right? Like a lollipop. Here you go. Yeah. Um, of course, clothespins are the oh, yeah. Close, uh, are stereotype. Clothespins are another big they one. They can replace nipple clamps. They can mm-hmm. also clamp things like labia and other bits yeah. and bobs. I hate them. I hate them. I will take a nipple clamp at this point over a clothespin. If like if we mm-hmm. didn't have nipple clamps and we were like, oh, let's play with it. And it's a clothespin. I won't even play. It mm-hmm. hurts. Something about a clothespin just hurts. Yeah. So much worse now, to I, me. I know I I know you don't like them, but uh, a fair amount of people have um, used them those black paper Yeah, you yeah, know that yeah. The, they're the binder clips. Mm-hmm. Bi- um the black binder clips that have the little squeezy thing. I don't have one here or I would show you. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, get that away. First of all, if you can for those things you either have to get a really big one or you have to take, like in my case, it would be my boob and like stretch it out. Not a sexy move. And then, no, you, no, you get that away from my boobs. No, no, that is no, no. 
No. Yeah. Yeah, that's another one. Um. Well, you know, rubber band snapping is totally a kink that people do, and it's just yes. a bunch of rubber bands. Yeah. I mean, they you pop, you know, your partner well, rubber bands. I've never done this with you because it's a hard limit for you, but with the paper clips. Um, you mean the binder clips? No, the, the oh, actual no, uh, um, clothespins. I'm clothespins, sorry. Okay. Clothespins. Um, I've seen people make zip lines with them. Mm. Explain Where, for people who don't know okay. what a zip line is. So, I'm so not what, a, what well. a zip line is? You you take your clothespins and you start setting them on the skin, and you put a, a piece of rope or a string string through them, and you put them like in in series along the skin. A lot of times it's on the stomach when it yeah. was like new skin. So you will put the clothespins in a series. And then when they're set, you have that rope through there. Then you grab the rope and you pull it. And it pops the... All at once. All at once. Like a domino effect. Yeah. And it can... Pull the zip line. It can leave really cool marks if you're a person who marks. Yes. Um, and for people who love it, they really mm-hmm. love it. It yeah. makes my everything curl up inside itself to hide. It is the opposite of a, a fetish. It is a revulsion. Like it's like... Um, no, <laughs> that one is a hard one for me, but I have absolutely seen pictures. I almost can't even look at pictures of it, um, okay. because I can, my, my empathy kicks in. I can imagine the pain and I'm like, yeah. mm. but it does make for cool pictures once you've got all those clothespins lined up on mm-hmm. whatever part of the body that it's going to, and, and then I have watched videos where they've pulled that zip line and they all pop off and I have heard the screams. So, and yeah, if you've got a little bit of clothesline and some clothespins at home, and you're into it. I'm not going to tell you. No. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it costs. If you already have it, it costs nothing. And I have. It's been a while. But last time I bought clothespins and a clothesline, I think I spent five bucks. Yeah. Like it just was not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. So um, for bondage, I mm-hmm. know the stereotype. And I've heard reasons why not to use. I've heard the stereotype of you can use a rope. Uh, not a rope like a robe sash yes. or a silk, like a, t- a tie, a necktie. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're our bondage resident expert here. Um, have you done that? And does that even do anything? Um, I, I have more so used um, like a robe sash, mm-hmm. um, long scarves, mm-hmm. like a silk, silk scarf. Um, you know, you can't do elaborate bondage with it, but you can sure. definitely bind hands, or bind tie feet, somebody to your headboard. Uh, or something. You know, um, neckties work. Um, I've used those more so for blindfolds. Mm-hmm. And a blind, a good blindfold for me, and this is a personal preference. So it doesn't matter what it is for me if it sits comfortably against my skin, doesn't feel like it's chafing, and. Although the baby girl in me likes to be able to cheat and look down and see everything, the masochist doesn't want that. I want it to <laughs> genuinely cover my eyes and to like fit across my face. And so I feel like whether it's a necktie or if it's a band, you've done a bandana before. Mm-hmm. If it's big enough, I got a big head, so it, things aren't always big enough to go around my head. Um, but if it's wide enough to cover your eyes mm-hmm. and tie around your face as long as it actually blocks light or forces the eyes closed and you can't i have i promise you many many a blindfold like the kind we've even purchased they sit they don't sit 
they don't mold to my eyes. They sit flat. I've got these like big old fat cheeks here. And if they rest on top of my cheek or they poke out from my cheek, all I have to do is keep my eyes kind of closed. Just look down. I can see everything at my feet and I have no problem because I'm a baby girl tilting my head and then looking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the baby girl in me. The But the other parts of me that enjoy that, I want it to be really form-fitting. And it, that can yeah. be, almost anything can do that. So yeah, mm-hmm. a blindfold. I mean, some of these things are stereotypes, but we forget them because especially if you get caught up, it is fun to buy new things. Do not even talk to me. I've been yeah. doing a lot of online spending lately. Um and, and I celebrate buying gear and toys, but sometimes it's easy to forget that there are perfectly serviceable items mm-hmm. all around us. What mm-hmm. other things have you perverted? Um, I, I think my all-time favorite pervertible is my belt. <gasps> we did a whole scene with your belt and you didn't even touch me. Yeah. I always forget. I don't always forget that. I was actually thinking about it last night. But yeah, you didn't even touch me. And it was no. a total scene. Because that plays into the other thing on my list. I have a list today. Mm-hmm. It's shorter but, than this But I mean, a, but yeah. a, a belt, you know, it can... Obviously, you have to be careful doing this. You can put it around the neck. It'll make a collar and leash. Mm-hmm. All right. It, yeah, be very, very be careful. Be very careful with that. Um, you know, you can use it to bind. Mm-hmm. You can use it to impact for sure. Impact. Be careful of the buckle. Yes. Be very oh, yeah. Careful oh, of the buckle. Buckles in your hand, only the, the, the leather part. I mean, unless y'all play rough. Well, unless you want that, yes. I'm, but. I'm not that girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually, it's a, it, I have a, so I'm going to skip over kind of into the next one that's a free thing that goes back to what I think a lot of people sometimes forget about BDSM power exchange or just kink. Uh, it's completely free. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even require equipment sometimes, and that's a mind fuck. Yeah, you can get your kink on and never actually. I I did that. And we to used her the with, belt, with the belt, so it was a pervertible and a mind fuck. Had her <laughs> had her blindfolded. She was laying over the bed. No, you made no. me close my eyes. That's I, right. That it was an honor bondage thing. I yeah. just had to keep my eyes closed. That's right, because we didn't have anything with us that time. Mm-hmm. She's laying over the bed, face down, eyes closed. I had the belt I took, I doubled it up, held it in my hand, pushed it together so, so it, it, curved. it curved on each side, and, and then snapped, snapped it. it. I am, oh my God, I was a quivering mass of, yeah. this is super exciting. Also, he's going to hit me with the belt, because I don't love the impact of the belt. I have to be in a very mm-hmm. specific headspace for the belt, because it's too stingy. It's just a little, and then if it comes down, like like certain paddles we've we've talked about before, with a belt, if it comes down at just the wrong slash right angle, you get the edge of the belt, and that's a different sensation than when you get the flat of the belt. And yeah, you spent 20 minutes, maybe longer, walking around me, because I, I started on the bed, and then I was on the floor. Mm-hmm. There was like, it was a deep submission thing of like prostrating myself at his feet. Yes. While he like, would you would like touch my skin. I was, and it was a clothed male, naked female kind of situation, <laughs> which I enjoy in certain aspects. I don't want to do that publicly necessarily, but I love it when we play that way. And you're, he yeah. was fully dressed. Like he wasn't in his PJs like he usually is. He wasn't naked himself. You had your, like your jeans on and yeah. like, even your shoes were still mm-hmm. on. Yes. And so not only did he use a thing that was his belt, so pervertible, it was a mind fuck. So yeah. mind fucks are, can be some of the most powerful kinky play you do. And in some cases, 
And in some cases, you do use gear. You do mm-hmm. use a paddle or a flock, you know, because you're creating a situation. But most of it's mental. Yeah. And it does require a certain amount of trust in from a, a submissive or bottom into their top or dom because they have to believe you when you start telling them that these things are happening or are going to happen. You typically mind fuck me well before we get naked. Like I'll be, we'll oh, yeah. be driving in the car and he starts telling me something and I trust him completely. So of course, <laughs> of course I believe you. I almost feel like you should do cause you are really good, really, really good at that kind of, and I'm do not use this word negatively, but that kind of mental manipulation. Cause that's what a mind fuck is. Um, you should almost like hold like a one one <laughs> because good thing I use my powers for good, good instead night. of evil. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so talk about what you feel like, at least with me mm-hmm. or for any other partner you've ever had, what makes an effective mind fuck? Like what you, what elements have to kind of be there regardless of the scenario you paint? Um, I, I think the, the first thing about doing an effective mindfuck is you have to know the person. You have to know their know their boundaries, know what they like, know what they don't like. And and you you know, I I think for me what it is, it's not like one big, you know one big thing and and mindfuck. For me it's just like little it's an ongoing thing. It, it's You're an very ongoing, subtle. Ongoing yeah. thing of little nudges, little nudges. And sometimes you do it as a tease, like you're very playful with it. And yeah. sometimes you do it like very, I wouldn't say seriously. Like if he gets intense, uh, uh, that's a different, that's a different mm-hmm. headspace for me. But you say things matter of factly. Like you oh, yeah. just, they're just statements of fact, you know. Mm-hmm. What was the last time? I'm, okay, you might be giving away a little bit of your secrets here, but I am gullible with you, so you'll be fine. This will not hurt your future mind fucks. What was the last mind fuck you remember doing on me? And have I figured out yet that I had been mind fucked? That's the other thing. And I think this says a lot about me, and I probably should not be proud of this. There are times I'm getting mind fucked, and I don't know I'm getting mind fucked. Because part of it is, and I think this might be your sadistic side a little bit. When he mind fucks me in a really subtle way, I am a puppet on strings. I'm dancing to his Mm -hmm. tune. I'm reacting in a way that he wants me to react. It's not always a sexy way. It's not always like we got naked and kinky and he painted a scene in my head. Oh, no, no, no. Like he mind fucks me. And this is, do you do it? So I've got lots of, see, we need to do a mind fucks one one because I have questions, but it is a completely free way to get kinky. It's oh, yeah. apparently sometimes your partner doesn't know you're doing it. So I, I've got so many questions. So <laughs> first of all, I do want to, I do want to talk about the last time you mind fucked me, but, um, do you sometimes do it like through everyday life? Like not like part of, Oh, we're about to like do a kinky thing, but like you, you'll do, I mean, you'll just fuck with me. Because he likes Absolutely. to tease too, right, right. but do you do it to help yourself get into a dumb mindset and or me get into that sub mindset, or is it just because it's fun and you were like, I got nothing else to do right now? I like to do it because several reasons. One, yes, it absolutely feeds my dominant energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're in total control of me. I am reacting to things you're saying but, regardless of reality. But the, 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 the biggest reason 
is to get that reaction out of you. Do have you ever done a mind fuck? And I, you always get a reaction from me. This is where trust is such a huge thing because he tells me something I believe in. Mm-hmm. That's how we work. Even though I know he could be fucking with me because it never occurs to me in the moment. <laughs> have you so I know you've always gotten a reaction from me. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten a reaction you did not expect to get? Or do I pr- truly just dance to your tune? Most of the time you do. Every, there there have been a time or two. It's, um, yeah, I did not get what I expected out of it. And like, did, oh, okay, did you get something good or not good? That, that didn't work out oh, too well. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, okay, t- tell us. Let's go back to my original question because this is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And y'all, you would think I'd be taking notes and I would remember this for the future. I will not. I will not. I promise you later today he will say something and I will take him at face value. That's the level of our trust. That's why mind fucks work for us really well. <laughs> it also means he's got a lot of power. Thank you for using it wisely. <laughs> when was the last time you mind fucked me that you can remember? Um, let's see. It doesn't have to be a big one. Yeah. The big ones I do usually figure out <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Actually, I think... The last time was probably about a week ago when I got you to take the dog for a walk for me. What? <laughs> In my place, yes. Now I have to, I'm going back in the, the filing cabinets of my brain, trying to remember the last time I walked the dog for you. When was, what? Because it's not always about the, the kink. It's about that control. It's a power change. And see, yeah. to me, power change... For us, is it's part of who we are, and it's it, it's in our relationships DNA. Mm-hmm. But there is a kink level to it if you if you choose to see it that way. And so, yes, when you are controlling me, apparently, even when I don't know I'm being controlled, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Even if it just does it for you, and I'm oblivious and have no clue. Gee, baby girl, you know I've been real busy lately and got a lot going on right now. And, and today there's a lot of stuff going on. And you know, I have been doing the nightly walks for, for Saki every night before bed. OMG, you play- Okay, Daddy, I'll take him out. <laughs> you play me so well. Okay, so if anybody out there thinks you should do this in a devious way, stop that right now. You have to be honorable about it, okay? You cannot just like... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I. You're gonna give me trust issues. You I know lo- that. I love you, baby. You better girl. love me. <laughs> better love me. <laughs> better love me. Oh my gosh. So let's combine, because I have a couple other things on the list. So yeah, no worries here. But let's yeah. combine for a second pervertibles with um, mind fucks. And the, I've never, ex- maybe I have experienced it. I have experienced it. You've done this. But we heard about it. We were like at a munch or something. People were talking about it. Um, I have heard of um, people doing a quote knife scene. And even a cutting scene with blood, there was no knife, there was mm-hmm. no blood. The person was blindfolded. Their dom or top, I can't remember the the structure, but the person doing the scene said the words, had other tools, had things yeah. that can feel I sharp. That, I did that to you one time. I think we did, yeah. 
it didn't it didn't take the same it, way it, I don't it think. It did not I did not get take the total, I did not take, get the total reaction from you yeah, that I expected. Cuz I think my brain went but, I know um, what's happening here. What what we were doing a scene and I had an old debit card. Yeah 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 yeah. That's not yeah. I've and, since felt sharper things so and yeah. And I had a a small cup of of warm water. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And in middle of mid scene, I took the debit card, dipped it into the yes, warm water, I that now. and then ran it down your back. And I didn't get into the headspace. I knew no. exactly what was happening. Yeah. It didn't. It, so that's the thing about a mind fuck. When you incorporate it into a big scene, especially if you're going to like pervert the products, like he's not allowed to come near me with an actual knife. I that's a hard limit for me. We do play with your wooden knives now, yes. um, even though those are extremely sharp. As well, you put enough force behind him, you could cut somebody. Um, but I can handle that better. Um, but you know, so some people want to have the experience of cutting and knives without it actually happening. So you have to get deep enough into your partner's mind, the bottom or the submissive's mind, so that they mm-hmm. genuinely believe you. And then you have to have the right tools and know how to wield them to create that effect. But I think it starts, it's a mental thing first. They have to get into that mindset. They have to believe yeah. that this is what's happening. This is both the really cool, fascinating, from somebody who likes psychology, mm-hmm. level of kink and power exchange, and also the thing that's really dangerous if you're playing with the wrong partner because it takes a shit ton of trust in the other person and from the sub or the bottom and a lot of really great ability to say things that aren't true and be believable mm-hmm. <laughs> and to manipulate the mind of your partner from a dom top perspective if you i think that's a skill like anything else i think that you're awkward at it at first until you are not um and i think figuring out what items to use if you're going to fake put air quotes around that fake a scene i assure you if as a sub who's gone that deep into that headspace it feels Mm -hmm. completely real you could tell me later you didn't use this thing or that thing it wouldn't matter i had the experience in my mind um so i don't like to call it fake because from the bottom sub perspective it's not not genuinely but you can absolutely pervert the products you're using the items that you're using to create an effect that feels real to your Mm -hmm. partner's mind and then use their trust in you your imagination your ability to manipulate with words that's a very dangerous power to have it is um to create a scene in their mind use it wisely use it very wisely like if from the from a sub's perspective I would not recommend playing these kind of mindfuck games with somebody that you just met. No. Um, I would not recommend it with, if you have, if you ever walk around in the rest of your relationship going, did they just tell me the truth or not? Are they lying to me or yeah. not? That's not and, somebody and to somebody, play a mindfuck Somebody with. mentioned that in, in the chat about, um, is it more difficult if mm-hmm. there are trust issues? Absol- I think so. Absolutely. You couldn't have done Absolutely. that to me in the beginning of our relationship. No. What I think you actually got me prepped to handle like kink, darker, kinkier mind fucks because you have always fucked with me. <laughs> you love to. <laughs> you have always loved to say shit that gets me wound up. Yes. It's a very light form of a mind fuck. We call it a mind mm-hmm. fuck because he's fucked with my mind. Because <laughs> what he does is he'll say something teasing or a little bit where my reaction is, Daddy, like that's how I react. Mm-hmm. Like, don't say that. Don't mean that. And then he'll give me his little sadistic evil grin yeah. and tell me he's kidding. Or and and he genuinely is. There's mm-hmm. 
to to I mean, there's so, a lot of honor. There has to be a lot of yeah. honor in the person performing I mean, the mind fuck for the, a, a mind fuck okay. can be something as simple what I've done to her a couple times. I've I've taken a paddle or flogger, laid it out on the bed, knowing she's going to be walking in there in a few minutes. Uh, and one time you got me very very excited for it, <laughs> and then you put it away. <laughs> he had to do nothing. Except that. <laughs> and so I had the high of, we're getting kinky tonight. And then the low of, what the fuck? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you were very sort of domly through the whole thing. You didn't tease. You were very straight-faced, no. very serious. That actually scares me when you're not laughing and teasing. I'm like... Because I wasn't. I was very straight-faced. Didn't say a word about it. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's... um, But... So he uses his natural self. You're straight when you're straight faced. When you're teasing. When you're this. When, all his different parts of his personalities to make a mind fuck effective. So mm-hmm. if he wants to just tease me and get me, we always say get me spun up. Like yeah. I'm, I'm like in a tizzy because he said something or he's made me think he's gonna or not gonna do something. And the whole time he was totally gonna do it. When we talk about like not now because we're trying not to leave the house very often, but I'm like, oh, will you bring me back a treat? He will absolutely like marionette me around the damn mm-hmm. house. Like, well, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Now he, the whole fucking time in his head, he's like, of course I was gonna bring her back a treat, <laughs> but he's not gonna tell me that. And that's a very light, light form of a mind mm-hmm. fuck. And it's a good practice if you're you feel awkward doing it because it's teasing essentially. Um, and also, if you do have trust issues, that's he started off by just teasing me. He started off by getting me wound up a little bit on mm-hmm. something lighthearted that wasn't super serious, that wasn't scary. And then the the deeper mind fucks of like full on scenes, or he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna pretend that I'm about to beat your ass with this belt," knowing that that like really fucks you up. That was way later. Yeah. Way later. Yeah. But that the scary thing is about a mind fuck is that it is very easy for the bad, abusive, fake, air quote doms to use it against a willing submissive. Especially if that willing submissive is not listening to any, paying attention to any of the red flags or listening to their friends or listening to their gut Mm -hmm. or whatever they need to be listening to to go, wait, this person is not necessarily safe. That's where it gets scary and dangerous. Yeah. And, and you want to be aware, too, with mind fucks while they are fun. <laughs> Especially if you're a fucking sadist yeah. or whatever. Um, you do want to be aware that you can step on what I call landmines. Mm-hmm. You can trigger you know, things it, you, you don't even you, know you are there. You can trigger things you don't even know are there, and you, mm-hmm. you need to be aware of that. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, have fun. Yes, it is a great way to get a, a reaction and to exert power, but be aware. It costs nothing but yeah. your time. But be be aware that there are there could be pitfalls. I also like the idea, this isn't about being kinky on a budget. This is another thing that a mind fuck can do. Mm-hmm. And that is if you're not talking to all of you out there who either are trapped in your house with either children or other people who are not normally mm-hmm. in your house um, or you're separated and you can't be together and finding it difficult to get into your kinky headspace, understandable, totally understandable. Um, we have had a serious role reversal in this house that <laughs> we can maybe talk about in the bonus section if yeah. you'd like. Um, and so I get it. If you can find the capacity as the Dahmer top, 
to try a mind fuck, treading lightly, be, being careful of, you know, you're being sensitive to your partner's feelings and, and what they're going through as well. Um, you can use a mind fuck to just get yourself into that headspace. You've done mm-hmm. no equipment. You might even be able to, depending on what the subject is, if it's a verbal kind of thing uh, or purely verbal, you might be able to do it in front of other people and they don't know what you're doing. Um, before we get the 10 or 15 emails and DMs we're totally going to get about, tell me what kind of mind fucks to do. I can, we cannot tell you what yeah. kind of mind fucks to do because it is unique to the people involved. Exactly. It's about what yeah. scares it, them, what turns them on. That's, that's why I say you, you have to know the person you're mind fucking. You have to understand them. Um, you know, I, I can't... Yeah, especially yeah. especially the more subtle mindfucks, exactly. the ones that just are conversations you're having throughout your day. The one where he makes me think he's not going to bring me a diet coke home, but he was totally always going to bring me oh, a diet coke home. Baby girl, I'm you know where you're asking me to go. That's out of my way. I wasn't planning on being anywhere near there. And then he says something like that, and the way my brain goes, I'm like, oh, I don't want you to go out of your way. It's okay. And then he comes home with a diet coke, and one, <laughs> I'm happy. It's a pleasant <laughs> surprise. But then my brain goes. You were fucking with me, weren't you? <laughs> and yet, the next time it rolls around, you would th- see. I think this says a lot more about me than it does anything. The next time it rolls around, I I make no assumptions. But you want to know why I don't make any assumptions? Because you are always in control, and you have yeah. taught me not to assume that just because you did something once, you'll do it a second right. time. That's another thing for trick for top yeah. tops and doms. You want to be consistent in how you treat somebody, but in a, a mindfuck kind of way, you want to throw them off their game a little exactly, bit. Exactly, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, there there was a while there she was expecting something every time I came home. Oh, no, we need to get out of this mindset. Yeah. Nope. It's so disappointing. <laughs> but, see, you are better at playing a long game than I am. Like, I'm an instant gratification girl because I'm a baby girl and I know who the fuck I am. But you are the patient fucking wolf who's like, oh... I, there are going to be 15 outings out over the next six months for Diet Coke. <laughs> Let me just throw in a disappointment or a, no, I can't. We're not doing that this time, baby. Girl. Mm-hmm. So that I don't mm. expect something. But that is part of it, too. It does help that I yeah. have that. I You have taught me over the years through kink and through power exchange and through mindfucks and through just life. That just because you did something once, you will not always do it again. And right. you and I am always reminded that you are in control and you mm-hmm. will decide. And so then I don't make any assumptions because baby girl or not, that's a that is a recipe for disappointment if you always assume you're gonna get exactly what you think you're gonna get every single time. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to be involved with somebody who, even if they don't call themselves a sadist, has that little sadistic streak, like they kind of like to rile you up. <laughs> just have no, make no assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> make yeah. no assumptions for how things will go. Mm-hmm. So I had another thing that would be on the cheap, but okay. I don't know how to classify it. Right. We've used it in scenes. We've used it in just rough sex, mostly scenes. It's that thing that you often have me do. So if you have um, a kink for, or you just get really enjoy that kind of rough primal sex where clothes are being ripped off, or you're oh, planning like yes, a really yes, deep yes, dark yes, yes, scene, yes, yes. like a kidnapping scene or mm-hmm. whatever, right? All right. Um, and I don't know how to classify this. If somebody smarter than me has a word, tell me, but. Okay. Yes, I know exactly where you're going with this. You know, we, we've all seen the um, 
gifts and little clips and stuff online where you know a guy takes knife and cuts off her panties right and, or the shirt or gets the, you know ripped gets open ripped and open and go flying everywhere. flying or you know you, you rip the panties off of them rip stockings off yeah clothes are expensive y'all yeah they i'm are. not here to ruin my mm-hmm. whole wardrobe in the name of king nope 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 so what i used to have her do is uh keep old clothes keep old panties oh my lace panties especially because lace yeah. panties are easier to rip because mm-hmm. if they've already got a run in the lace so you know yeah once once they develop a run or you know something gets a hole in it and she's not going to use it anymore gets put off to the side and oh okay yeah here put these on put this on you know and you can get the the satisfaction of, of having that primal thing of ripping someone's clothes off literally and you know, slicing up and, and tearing a pair of panties. And I know panties are not expensive, so you don't want to just like start ripping panties. You're off not ripping people. my good panties up, is what I'm saying. Right. I want to be able to wear those. So you know, you you have you have an old set that that's already you and that know, works slated. with any yeah. article of clothing. If you've mm-hmm. got a t-shirt that's got a hole, well, that's a spot where your partner, if they've got the strength to be able to do it, of course, mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. pull. But if they don't have the strength, scissors, a knife. You yeah. could do a whole scene where it's really scissors and like it's safety, but because of the edge of the metal of the scissors going up the skin. You still get that feel, yeah. It's like, oh my God. And you, of mm-hmm. course, what's happening is when you're doing that, you're taking your scissors, which hopefully you already own, so you didn't spend any money, and you're cutting, because you might not have the strength to pull clothes or rip clothes, and you're telling your partner about how this knife is this, and oh, aren't you scared of knives? And Hope I don't slip with this knife. Oh, be careful. I could be a mind fucker. <laughs> you know, I hope, I hope this knife doesn't slip and don't move because you don't want me to accidentally cut you. And those little things and and you're taking clothing that otherwise, I, I don't do it with clothes that we would otherwise donate because that's a waste. But if they literally have holes in them or have massive mm-hmm. rips already or huge stains and nobody is ever going to rewear this item of clothing then yeah, it is fair game for destruction yep. in the name of fuckery. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do it with pants. Again, cutting off, especially if you want to do something kind of like intense where they're bound, but you want them naked. So you're going to rip it off. You're going to cut it off them. You've put a blindfold on them so they can't tell exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, underwear, of course, is really common. Uh, stockings, yeah. if you wear them or have them. Um, but yeah, I... You've already you already spent the money on the clothes. Those clothes might be ten years old, and now you can get an extra bit of use out of them if you're into that kind of play. Yeah. I don't have a classification for that, but mm-hmm. I immediately when I was thinking about this episode of ways we've played that cost us no extra money. Right. That was the first thing I thought mm-hmm. about were all those old clothes. Yeah. So that's another way. Mm-hmm. You've already spent your money. You're not yeah. buying anything else. Now I wanted to make mention. Uh, ben had talked earlier about riding crops um tax stores yeah great ben place. said he went to a tax store yeah. to get that I, and that's where i got my riding crops from uh, it's less expensive usually it, right? it's it's less expensive and they're generally a little sturdier yeah because they're meant to mm-hmm. actually be used on actual horses right, right. <laughs> um you know leather straps that you can get from from a tax store you know whips different things like that um Tashu mentioned mummification. Oh yeah, you know, elastic bandages. For, I saw that in the live stream um, chat. Thank elastic you, bandages, um, saran wrap. Oh yeah, cling yeah, cling wrap, saran mm-hmm. wrap. Saran Be wrap. careful if you don't know anything about mummification. Please educate yourself before you wrap yeah. your partner in um, saran you, wrap. You, you want to be very careful with that. Make sure the person is well hydrated because it's you know it gets hot yeah. under there. Almost any bondage we've ever done, I got hot. Yeah, so you know. Um, 
you 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 do want to be careful. A lot of people do like that. The the the, feeling, the constriction. The constriction. It's the one thing I like about rope bondage because you put the like a you'll make a harness around me and that's the squeeze that I like. Mm-hmm. I get claustrophobic, so I'm not yeah. one. I'm not going inside of anything. I'm not wearing a hood, and I'm I can't do. I couldn't do mummification because that's too like I need to feel air on my skin. In order to not get claustrophobic, mm-hmm. so I can handle rope bondage and that squeezy thing, but not. At our old club that we went to ages ago before it closed down, yeah. they had a box for sensory deprivation where yes. you could either just somebody could be unbound and put in it, or they could be bound or mummified and put in it, mm-hmm. and it was it terrified me. Like, we would actually use it as a seat, like, sit on top of it during social times. <laughs> and I just, my, my imagination's too vivid, and I would be like, I, I can imagine being in this dark box, and I would just, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I would be freaking mm-hmm. the fuck out. But I know I'm claustrophobic. I had to learn that the hard way, but I know I am. Um, so, yeah. So, there are, um, you can take old things that you would otherwise throw away. You can buy... Technically, if you have some cash to burn, um, you can buy an actual item, but you buy it like from the tax store. You buy a riding crop, and it's a riding mm-hmm. crop that somebody else would use while riding their horse, and yeah. you will use it riding something else. Um, and that, if I recall, that crop we still have that. Oh yeah, and it's yeah, it's still oh, in it's really held, good. It's condition. held up very well. I've had that for a number of years. Yeah. Um, this one because you'd love to do this, and people know this, but I don't think they always. For people who are like, oh, yeah, uh, impact play, sharp pain, if you have the skill, because I can't do it, snap a towel. I hate it when oh. you do that shit. I cannot snap a towel, y'all, to say my <laughs> I go to do it, and it just goes, and it flops. And we're, I'm like, oh, well, that was not we're, sexy. We're in, we're in the bedroom, and I'm holding the towel, and I start doing this to roll it up. I she just start like, running. Oh, she's, she's just like, Let's oh. go back to where you can take your pervertible and a mindfuck. He'll start rolling the towel, and I... I, I, of course I see it. I'm assuming he's absolutely going to snap that towel at me. And then he doesn't. Like, I get all worked up. Then I toss it in the laundry basket. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) And I promise you, we have gotten kinky. We have spent no extra money. We have used what we've had. Yes, 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 yes. So I want to get into a couple other things that are not specific to... Okay. One thing I did want to mention real quick in in this regard. Yes. Um... Years ago in the club that she mentioned that we used to go to, there was a, a, a demay there, and every so often she would issue a challenge. Um, the night of a play party, the, the, the way those were scheduled, normally there would be the munch in the afternoon, then there would be like a couple hour break, and then, then the club would open. And what she would do, she would challenge people to go to places like Dollar General, Dollar Tree, yes, things like that. that. Yes, yes, yes. And and find different things in those stores that could be perverted. And then when they showed up at the club, people would come in with their bags and, and they'd take it out and they'd, yeah, I found this and I'm going to do this with it and this and that. And then do scenes with those things. Mm-hmm. And it would be weird stuff. Like one was those jelly slappers that yes. have no structure to them. They're like... Yep squishy jelly stuff and they mm-hmm. just smack and then you kind of pull it off and smack yep. <laughs> yep. and and uh one person came in one time i don't know if you know i'm talking about the little stick and the the two things with the hands 
and the clapper, you, the clapper, and, and it claps and yeah, clap, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, and of course dowels from the home improvement store. Yes, we yes, do not yeah. recommend buying your rope from the home improvement store no, because no, no, no. it's usually not the kind of rope you would want against mm -mm. skin. Or it's well, too stretchy, it, some of it's, it's the stretchy kind. The reason why you don't want to do that, the rope that comes from, from most home improvement stores has a core in it, and it's wrapped on the outside. Mm. That rope has can either stretch, mm -hmm. or it can also be too, be tight. too tight. It can gotcha. actually slip upon itself and, and tighten, gotcha. being too restrictive. But if you're playing with chain... Please don't like, unless you have experience with this, don't just mm. wrap somebody up in chains. But yeah. if you're playing with chain, maybe that has something to do with like how you do bondage or whatever. Home improvement store, that's like, I don't know how much it is anymore, but back in my day, I remember when it was like pennies per, you know, it was like really cheap mm. to buy. Um, but you might already have like chain in your garage or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was thinking, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, just mm. go, if you do have money to spend, but not enough to like buy something fancy mm -hmm. yeah you go to the dollar store you can go to walmart well when we can shop when again we can shop when we can again. leave yeah. our house again yeah um home improvement store home improvement store is of course very mm -hmm. very popular for that kind of stuff um and it's truly just a matter of kind of walking around and going oh that looks like i mean my one of my first cane experiences i think you had a dowel that hurts like a motherfucker yes. y'all that hurts yeah. like a motherfucker i um, i actually made a uh, a cane with three three rods that time, yeah, mm -hmm. and even that, it's it's sometimes not even so much hitting you with it. It's just I, I can just sit there and tap them in my hands. Yeah, again, mind fuck. Yeah, doesn't even have to touch me, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm in that headspace. I'm sometimes really turned on. I'm scared. I get turned on when I'm scared in certain ways. That's the masochist in me, I think. Um, and yeah, and he hasn't touched me. We we've walked through well. Not right now, but we've walked through the home improvement store and you've done it. We spent no money, y'all, but yeah. we had an experience. Nobody mm -hmm, else knew we were mm -hmm. having it. That's the key. Make sure nobody else in the home improvement yeah. store knows so, you're having it. Silent wing, the, um, the, the cotton clothesline rope. No, that, that is, that is like the worst rope to use for any kind of bondage. Because it'll go too tight and then you yes. can cut off circulation, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, be care be very careful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I t I've got a couple other things that are not as kinky, fuckery, fun, but I think for those people who, for their kink, it's about their mindset, especially in these times where it's gonna be, it might be harder for some of you if you're like at home alone and maybe it's just it's stressful, but it's not the worst thing you've ever had to go through. Um, and it's you and your partner, maybe there's no kids around or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're walking around naked all the time doing kinky fuckery, uh, I applaud you. But not all of us are in that situation. So I did want to mention a couple of things that don't cost anything that can get you in, um, can hopefully get you or keep you in a mindset, give you some ideas, things to talk about with a partner, whether mm -hmm. you're long distance or you're living together. One, I always want to point out the online communities, whether that is, you know, our live stream while we podcast, uh, live stream on YouTube while we're recording the podcast, or it's, um, Fet Life, and it's a, a group over there, or it's some people you talk to on Twitter or wherever it might be. I know for me, after we have these conversations, um, I am in a different headspace than before we have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Like I'm thinking about these things in a different way, and I'm sometimes I have ideas, or I'm just I'm just in that mental space a little bit longer mm -hmm. beyond the conversation. 
So would highly recommend if you are not, I don't blame you if you are not actively engaged in social media in general. (laughs) (laughs) Totally get it. Uh, But if you are, if you already have that presence, you already have that account and maybe you just haven't logged in for a while, um, consider logging in, consider using it while you have time to do that. Um, And the other thing is, um, and I'm going to plug a little bit one of our things, but there's a lot of different ways to do this. Um, Things, especially if you're in a relationship or if you're wanting to learn more about yourself and you're single, there are tests there are quizzes there are conversation starters so the one that i think most of us end up using um at least once once we know it exists is called bdsmtests.org um you have done it we've mm-hmm. both done it years yes. ago years and years ago we actually have a video idea to maybe redo it mm-hmm. and not only like go through the questions and whatever show that but also compare what our answers were originally From, to yeah. there now we have not done that yet, but it is an idea. Um, mm-hmm. So you can do that if you are still exploring, if you think, well, maybe I've changed over time. It's been a long time since I thought about that. Um, there are, um, we. this is the plug for us. We do a thing called 30 Days of DS. Um, the whole idea being to create either things for you to think about as an individual or things for uh, people in relationships to talk about together and conversation starters. And it's the free version is every single day for 30 days, you get an email with a single topic and then mm-hmm. links to resources to think about that topic if it's new to you. And then it's like a couple of questions, like consider these things. Um, and I've gotten a lot of feedback. A lot of people have used those in their relationship to kind of steer the course of what the hell are we trying to do or get their DS back on track. Um, a lot of newbies use it to try and figure out what this even is. Highly recommend. That's the free version. There is a paid version. If you just buy the workbook and then you don't get the email every day. Yeah. I always promote the free one because especially this is a budget friendly episode. Free (laughs) is good, but the workbook's only five bucks. So depends on how you look at that. But for people who are maybe in a place where you cannot do the physical right now, or the physical's fine, but you can feel your kinky relationship kind of like doing something like it's all kind of wonky, or you're in between relationships, you're like, well, who the fuck am I as a kinkster? Hmm. I personally classify kink and kinky things well beyond the activities. The activities are the fun part. The activities, for some people, that's all they want to do in kink. But for those of us who want kinky relationships and part of our kink is a power exchange, this there are also free options or inexpensive options to help you figure out who you are, figure out what kind of relationship you want, improve your relationship, start the conversations, and they don't have to cost a lot either. Um, we have that one, but Submissive Guide has a ton of workbooks, some free, are any of hers free? Maybe not, but she's got a lot of um, content on at submissiveguide.com, but tons of workbooks for relatively inexpensive. Those are out there. Um, if for you, it's less about the play and more about your headspace, that would be the free way to do mm-hmm. that. Spend some time online, getting to know other kinksters, talking, educating yourself, watching not just ours, please, please branch out beyond us. Um, watching other YouTube videos, listening to other podcasts. Yeah. Um, I, that doesn't work for everybody, but I know for me, just getting to think about these topics helps me kind of feel my kinky self, you know? Especially if I have an opinion on the topic. Like I'm listening to somebody else talk about it, I'm like, oh, well I would do it this way. Or, oh, I recognize that experience. Here's how I did it. You know, even yeah. if I'm not talking to anybody else about it, it's a conversation in my 
head. I have a lot of conversations with myself in my head because I'm that kind of person. Um, But in terms of playing, in terms of getting your kink on, in terms of here's another one we didn't even talk about. It's not a pervertible. It's not a mind fuck. It's a kink and it costs nothing. And that's orgasm control. Yeah. Now you have to both be into it. I mean, you can't just go, well, mm-hmm. we're broke. And Kayla said I could do orgasm control. The other partner has to want to do that yeah. too. Um, but Well, forced orgasms, orgasm denial. Denial, edging. that's as free as it gets. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. We did for ages when we were long distance, You, you would, we would talk over the phone and you would tell me how to masturbate. And I was yeah. using a hand. As mm-hmm. free as it gets, I came. I came with these. <laughs> Wait, literally, pun intended, pun not intended. I came. I came with my hands <laughs> in in more ways than one. Um, not a lot of coffee, but hey, the cylinders are starting to fire. Um, so yeah, you can you can play with power that way and have mm-hmm. and use nothing but what you already have. Um, there were t- when we were together. Sometimes I wasn't allowed to touch me, but you did the touching. Orgasm controls is, 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 and if you already own a sex toy, then you're not buying a new one. You're using what you already have. So the money's already been spent. I mean, there are so many ways. And I think it's easy to get wrapped up. I, and I, y'all, I love to shop. I love to have the money to shop more than I love to shop. But I love to <laughs> shop, okay? I love to find a new thing to try. I, lo- I love that it feeds something in my soul. However, <laughs> don't always don't always have that option you know that's not always feasible or it's just not the right time and without even thinking about it we do kinky things all the time that have nothing to do with gear have nothing to do with toys have nothing Mm -hmm. to do do we one day hope to have a room dedicated to all all of the things yes yeah yeah (laughs) but do we need it to be happy and fulfilled and get our kink on and get off and feel dumb or something no 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 nope, absolutely all. not not at all so i it's a little bit of imagination it's a mm-hmm. lot of experience the more you that's the other reason to go and sort of be amongst like-minded folk uh, online is because you're going to get exposed to other ideas and other ways of doing yeah. things and sometimes you'll learn oh i don't want to do that and sometimes you go oh wait i never thought of that and it'll I often go, I never thought of that. And then I look at it and go, why didn't I think of that? It's because we can't think of all things all the time, y'all. We can't possibly no. always just look at a thing and go, oh, I could totally pervert that. Some people can. Some people, like, mm, some people are very good at some that. Some people yeah. are. And some of us just need somebody to tell us about what they did. And then we go, nudge. oh, yeah, I need a nudge. I always need nudge, a nudge. Nudge, nudge, So consider this your nudge. Some of these things will seem very <laughs> obvious to most people. Mm-hmm. But if one thing was not obvious to you and you went, oh, oh, I could try that then mission accomplished. You've got a new kink to go explore without spending a lot of money that you hadn't thought of before. That's the point of the conversations and and (laughs) pardon this pun, exposing yourself to other parts of the community and other people. Um, I know that we always like to say, go to a munch, go to a munch, go to a munch, but (laughs) social isolation is not conducive to that. I do know that there, and I don't know what communities, but I know I've heard of there being communities that took their munch virtual. A lot, a lot of uh, right now, a lot of communities are yes going to virtual munches. They're using. I I just saw one today from uh, Gainesville. They're doing a game night through Zoom. See, there you go. So you know there there are there are opportunities. Pe- people are, are adapting to the 
current stuff. And I'd be curious to see how many munches either become virtual, stay virtual, or have a virtual element yeah. after this. Mm-hmm. Be be interesting yeah. to say. Be interesting to see. But so yeah, you can still be in some mm-hmm. way. There are ways to be around other people that kind of put you in that headspace, yeah. help you think about these things, help you learn and grow. And if you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm not here for that, well, then go find whatever pervertible's already in your house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And have at it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's... I, I uh, benefit from capitalism. I know that. <laughs> that being said, I also don't think we have to be a slave to it. We do not have to walk around feeling bad because we can't buy the latest and greatest thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially in times when budgets can be tight and and your money has to go to other things mm-hmm. but yeah so you can still have new exciting kinds of fun oh yeah on a budget absolutely get kinky on the cheap um and so yeah that's what we have to say about that mm-hmm. um we will have a bonus section of yes. course not much to report but mm-hmm. we will have one um and yeah that's all i have to say did you have anything else oh 30 days of ds um if anybody was interested uh if you're watching on youtube it's linked in the description box if you're listening on the um podcast you can either go directly to lovingbdsm.net it'll be like kind of right there in the menu or the link will be in the show notes so are we good girl (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) as good as we'll ever be ready sort of Keep it kinky, y'all, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Daddy. Uh, what is our emoji of the week? Hmm. Is there a dollar sign emoji? Or is there a dollar? Hmm. I'm going to say dollar sign, but if your country is not the U.S. and it's not a dollar and you have a different symbol, pound, euro, hmm. that is the emoji. Because we're all about saving some cash this week, so let us use money symbols. I'm positive there's a money symbol, hmm. at least. I don't know if... if different countries get their own symbol or if there's a section you're looking at all the emojis right now yeah there's also a money bag i see money anything money i will accept Mm. any emoji that you find in your (laughs) device (laughs) that is related to money country of origin or not doesn't matter money money (laughs) yeah i don't know so hmm yeah Okay. That's our that's our emoji of the week. Whatever okay. you can find in your device of choice that is related to money, that's the emoji. <laughs> yes, Silent Wings gave us lots of money. Yeah. Cool. All different denominations too. Well, what I love about Silent Wings emojis, we are looking at um, the live stream. If you are watching later or listening on podcast, is on the MacBook. It's all just different colors, but it looks identical. Yeah. And yet on the iPad you're holding, it looks like actual money. It's mm-hmm, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So, I know, yeah. It's bizarre how it... Uh, We're about to find out how many money emojis there are because... Right. Our peeps are getting oh, creative. Yeah, there it is. Well, if you're going to comment, comment. Yeah, John Brownstone. I... Oh, look at you entering the live stream chat. <laughs> 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 so, and even then... 
on my live stream chat on my MacBook, it looks one way, and on your iPad, it looks completely different. Yep. Technology is weird, y'all. Yes. So... Okay, can I talk about how we've had a role reversal around here? Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to make you look no, bad. No, that wasn't for that. That oh. was for... The, the old bones and joints yes. getting up. Um, for YouTube watchers, podcast listeners, if you've never caught one of our live streams or a video later, you might not be aware. We have the uh, fireplace backdrop. It is our fireplace. We are sitting on the hearth. When we first moved here, we had YouTube folks had to tell us what that was called. Um, God, that was not a good moment. It is hard to sit here. We are much lower to the ground than we would be in a regular chair. And we are looking forward to our new office. Uh, we're talking about how we're going to set it up. Um, we actually may get a specific table. And you may sit, see us sitting side by side and see our mics. Like, if you've ever... I'm going to air quote here, watched a podcast on YouTube before, that kind of setup. Um, but we're even though the backdrop here of the fireplace is kind of cool, um, even though it fucks with our colors so bad when I have to color correct a video, um, it hurts. Like we finish a live stream and our butts hurt, y'all. <laughs> and you're back. Yeah, and he's got back problems, so we have to watch out for that. So we, for anybody who likes the fireplace... It will be gone eventually. I don't know what will replace it. Um, I do, for anybody who is crafty, I might put this out on, on my personal Twitter as well because I have a conundrum. I'm hoping crafty kinksters can help. We have a shit ton of like stickers and even pins and bookmarks and whatever. And I would love a way to display them on something that is not, you know, doesn't require sticking them like on a wall because nobody's it's doing that. Board. Kind of a sticker board, but yeah. like, how do you make a sticker? What is a sticker board made of? And how do you, you do want. that? No, 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 no. I need instructions. I don't, <laughs> don't ever tell me I can do whatever I want. I become paralyzed with, but what's the right way? <laughs> somebody send me a link. Somebody shoot me a DM or an email. <laughs> I want to be, and I'm, cause I want to put it on the wall and I'd love to make it part of our backdrop. Cause we've got so many cool stickers and we get so many cool stickers and they're, a lot of them are kinky and sexy and they cannot be put out for public consumption anywhere. So like that would be really cool in the new office, but I don't know how to do that. So, or I could probably figure it out, but then like, what's the right quote, right way. Yeah. Perfectionist brain is bad, bad, bad. So let's talk about <laughs> in uh, everything going on in the world right now with COVID-19, how uh, John Braunston and I have had a serious role reversal. So anybody who's been around for a while or listened to old episodes or whatever, you know, and because I talk about it all the time, I have anxiety, generalized anxiety, social anxiety. Mm -hmm. uh, staying at home is great for my social anxiety. I'm loving it. Yes. Um, but I think it would be fair, because I thought this was going to happen too, and it may still. Um, you would be, you would be, it's understandable if anybody went, oh, well, Kayla is the anxious one and JB is the calm one. Surely that's how that's playing out. During no, coronavirus, it, it's uh, it, yeah, it, it's been a little different. I have been, she she has been actually unnaturally calm, and it's I'll tell you scary. why in a second. But I'll let you go on. And me, I I have been having a little bit of difficult time with this, and part of it is because, you know, I'm used to hopping in. I haven't been to a home improvement store, hardware store, <laughs> in in 
almost two weeks now. I know. I know. I'm very proud of you. But see, I'm always the one who, you know, I will often make the coffee runs. I will yeah. run errands and, you know, go to the store and do things like that. And, you know, I can just hop in the car and, you know, I'm the one who loves going to munches and workshops and things like that. And it, it has been... Um, it's been hard, I know. Kind of difficult for me, I, yeah. I, I think that is so understandable for anybody who is struggles with that part. You were able to go and do and wanted to go and do. And now you can't slash don't think it's right and it's responsible not to go and do. Yeah, I think I th that is completely understandable to me. Mm -hmm. I also think for you, it's a lack of control. You feel like some of your control, and it has, yeah. has been taken away. Mm -hmm. and he, we both have control issues. They just manifest in different ways. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the few times since we've been together where you've had those moments, your periods of high anxiety and worry were always in moments where you felt powerless. Yeah. So, but here's what's weird. One, and I think many people will recognize this, if you yourself have spent an ungodly amount of time reading the news, obsessing over the news, reading every article you can, um, John Brownstone is one of your people. I usually am like that. In other situations, yeah. um, like at the 2016 election, I did that for three months. Thanks. Um, I almost did it during the impeachment. Almost. I stopped myself. Um, it happens to many. It happens. I won't say it happens to all of us, but a lot of us go through that. And we go through that in different, for different reasons and at different times. I have not felt the need to do that with this. Mm. Um, and I was trying to explain it to JB why I seem right now very calm i feel very calm two things that i can think of one that state of anxiety that a lot of people are feeling that are they're not used to that feeling i walk around feeling that way every day <laughs> but for once there is a known threat like i walk around anxious about things that might happen that could happen that what if they mm -hmm. happen that things that are are nameless and formless and shapeless and it's my imagination and my brain going you should worry i can't tell you what to worry about but go ahead and worry this moment there's a, i can see it well i can't see it but i know exactly what i'm worried about yeah and the way i deal with my anxiety one of my coping mechanisms is to plan a plan for a plan for a plan mm -hmm. i have plans a through z <laughs> even if i never <laughs> need those plans they comfort me okay i've been doing it most of my life in this case I can see the, the thing that can scare me and worries me. And I am, I, I'm not going to pretend I'm not a little nervous that I'm not concerned. But my anxiety is like, okay, well, we know the threat. What is our plan? And mm -hmm. in some cases, our plan has been put into action. And some of our plans are not needed yet or ever. We won't know till the end of this. But I'm actively planning for something that could happen because it has a name. And my anxiety is like... Well, all that practice you've had at worrying about things that didn't have a name mm -hmm. here, go put it into go put it into practice. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, and this might not hold true forever. I don't want to be like all smug, like I'm doing just fine. Because nope, I know it'll just take the smallest thing to trigger my anxiety, and I'll be uh, uh, set off again. But I kind of am good in a crisis, and I think it's the planning. I think it's because I'm always worried anyway, mm -hmm. and I'm always planning anyway. And it's like, oh, well, we, it's crisis time. I, I'm 
let me put together a plan real quick. This is what I do. Yeah. And so we have had this really weird role. I'm calming mm-hmm. him down, y'all. Yeah. I'm talking to him. We're talking through the issues and I'm the one going, but have you thought of this? What about this? Let's think about that. What What has weird. not helped me either is that because generally I am the the rational one. It's a sad day when I'm the rational one, y'all. Yeah. I have been getting phone calls from family members around the country. Yes. Who they are not are, helping your anxiety Who are at in freak-out mode. Or trying to do stupid stuff. Or, yeah, trying trying to do stupid-ass shit. That like they, get on a plane and yeah. go back to New York. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm, I'm having to, you know, take in all their anxiety and and fear and yeah you know then talk them down off the ledge and i do think that that does help me because my family small as it is they are being fine about all this i'm mm-hmm. not having that experience that i keep seeing on twitter of people my age and younger your age even having to talk to our older family members and say stay your ass at home my family's like i'm not going anywhere first of all they don't like to go anywhere it helps <laughs> second of all my aunt is immunocompromised so she's like i'm protecting my health more than I. she's like she cares about other people and doesn't want them to get it but she cares about herself too self-preservation is a wonderful thing mm-hmm. my mom is like me and just kind of is sees we see life a little similarly she did go out a little too often before she finally went okay i'll just stay at home and the reason she's staying at home right now is because she did get like a cough and a sore throat and she didn't know if it was a cold she didn't know what it was but she said i'm not taking any chances i'll just stay home for two solid weeks and i won't go anywhere um and i have a feeling once that two weeks is up she's gonna be like you know i kind of like this life (laughs) 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 i kind of like this life and quite frankly i think she's got a week left of that two weeks and she um, made, you know, who knows what, what the world will be like in a week mm-hmm. from now. Um, but it has been a weird, wor- if I'm the one being the, the calm voice of reason in this relationship, something has gone off the rails. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't worry, y'all. And I, that first week when the news really started coming out and it was around the time, you know, Eroticon was supposed to happen and they canceled, rightly so, yeah. um, that my anxiety did go up because I didn't quite know what it all meant. I didn't didn't feel like I had a grasp of what was kind of happening. And that first week I was, I was very, very anxious and you were still kind of calm. Yeah. And then at some point after that week, the roles reversed and we actually had to have a conversation. So he reads a lot of news articles. I keep up with the news too. But what was happening was I was getting, I was waking up 30 minutes to an hour after yeah, you. Yeah. Sometimes I was actually, I was would check my text messages before I came out of the bedroom and my aunt and my aunt and my mom were being town criers. Oh, here's this article. Here's that article. So I was aware of stuff. I would walk out into the living room, y'all. I, I mean, sleep crust still in my eyes, <laughs> hair still crazy, PJs askew. And he would turn around at his desk in his chair and go, so here's what happened. And he would literally start giving me a rundown of how many cases there were, how many diagnoses in our county, what was going on. And I, I finally, like on the third day, I went, yeah, I love you, you did. so much. I cannot wake up to this. This cannot be the first thing I hear every day. I need you to like slow your roll on the town crier <laughs> thing you got going. Um, and all I can do for him is encourage him to not partake of the news quite yeah. so early in the day. I would highly recommend that for anybody. If you have yeah. the luxury of that choice, you, we got to keep up with what's going on. We kind of got to know what's going on in the world a little bit, at least a little bit, but maybe not the very first thing you think of the moment your eyes open, because that's mm-hmm. not a good, I've learned that 
I've learned that that's a, another anxiety coping mechanism I have. A lot of, even outside of a pandemic, y'all, uh, a lot of other people's opinions and voices, people yelling at one another on Twitter, even if it's about topics I don't even care about, will spike my anxiety. So to yeah. keep myself a little bit calmer and a little bit more even keeled, I try most days to wait at least an hour or two after I've woken up before I look at social media, before mm -hmm. I look at the news. It doesn't always work. Sometimes I don't have a choice. But when I can, when I have that choice, I... I don't not ever go online. I just let myself ease into my day. The first thing I sh see when I wake up should not be people yelling at one another on Twitter. That will spike my yeah. anxiety every single time. Now, see, I, I have been purposely staying away from social media yeah. just for that. Now, I will admit, I, I every once in a while, I pop on Facebook just to take a peek and check on certain people and family and things like that. But... Going on there makes me realize why I don't want to be on there. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think what really, yesterday, what what really tripped me was I got a phone call from my dad. Yeah. 83-year-old um, man had just been in the hospital. And he wants me to find him either a plane, train, or bus ticket to New York. And, you know, I, I, I have helped make travel plans for him before in the past. And, yep. you know, I was yeah, getting ready. Yeah, they don't know how to use the computer. <laughs> no. And, and I'm getting ready to sit down at the computer. And then something was like, uh, what's wrong with this? Right. You know. <laughs> and I was like, no. That was hilarious hearing that phone call, that conversation. Because you, I couldn't hear what your dad said, but I could hear the tone. And he was like. He was shocked that he was getting pushed back. <laughs> he was like, what? And then when you were explaining hello, you're going straight into a hot spot of a lot yeah. of cases. What are you? Plus, you would be on a mass transit with other people. Like, it's a peat, it's a human petri dish in there. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Um, my favorite was when your dad was like, but I got to get back to work. We're like, there's no work right now, Dad. <laughs> Nobody, uh, hardly anybody. And see, his dad owns his own business, but it's not an essential business. And in New no. York, they're on like a lockdown or whatever. So his dad's business will not, there's, it will be no, closed. It, like, yeah. just stay. And yes, his yeah. dad still has his business and still works at age 83. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah. And Ben asked in the, the live stream chat, I, I'm, I'm assuming this is about the anxiety and the role mm -hmm. reversal, if, how much of it is age difference? Um, yeah, I saw that. I, I don't know. No, because it's not. Neither of us is overly, especially now though, the, when it comes to get, getting sick, neither of us is overly concerned about getting it, even though we know all ages can get it and it can be severe. Mm -hmm. It's just we're staying home to prevent that just as much as we're trying to prevent the yeah. spread. Um, I would say it does not help that you do have an older um, parent, vulnerable parent, and my family is your age. Mm -hmm. so they're a little less vulnerable and my family's taking it seriously yeah and you do like your sister can't stay home because of her job her job is one that is open and she has to keep going she to. has to yeah she your cannot. dad is older and has had mm -hmm. health problems mom, and, yeah. right and your mom so i could see that i do think it's it's a it's a control for for you specifically I, mm -hmm. i'm not saying this is what it's like for everybody else but um yeah. I, I would say it's a control issue thing more than anything because 
I was reading an article, I think on Vox, V-O-X, Vox.com. Um, they were talking about the way people react to things. There's overreactors, there's underreactors, and then there's, they used another word. I don't think they just said reactor. Mm-hmm. Um, and underreactors are the people who are like planning parties and still going and doing their normal life. And overreactors yeah. are the people hoarding toilet paper. <laughs> really glad I ha- don't need to buy any more until like next week, but whatever. Um, hopefully it's there. Um, and I, and, but what they say in an overreactor is that they sometimes read way too much news mm-hmm. as a control thing, as yeah. you try and understand and maybe get your, get a grip on what's happening and feel like you're more in control of it. And I, just my experience with generalized anxiety, my specific experience, it cannot be extrapolated to anybody else. Do not think mm-hmm. I'm saying that. I just know that the more I consume shouty voices and other people's opinions, the more, especially on a situation that makes me feel out of control and has me worried, the more my anxiety spikes. Like I did go into Twitter this morning early mm-hmm. because I wanted to check notifications because we had posted about the live stream and all that. And the UK is fully awake right now and the UK is right to have things that they're upset about and that they're worried about and their own government is being their own government. But it was a lot of shouty opinions. And I went, I, mm. I can't be here right now. Like I can actually feel yeah. it. Um, I could feel the anxiety. Well, well I, 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 you know, rightfully so. I think a lot of people have very high emotions. Right I, absolutely now. rightfully so. But I think we can also, if we have the luxury of protecting ourselves from that yeah. and putting down the phone and closing the browser tab and walking away from it and doing something else or having a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. else, I think I would absolutely say, yeah, let's, Let's do more of that. Yeah. And and I think, you know, more so than anything, we, we need to remember to be kind to one another right now. Yes. And the conversation you and I had, for those of us who are still fortunate enough that maybe we're not worried about money, or maybe we recognize we are with our loved one and not separated from our loved one, yeah. whatever our, I don't want to sound hokey or religious because I'm not a religious person, but whatever our blessings are, whatever we can be grateful for, let's remember to be grateful for those. It doesn't mean yeah. you, that you ignore the, the crap going on in your mm-hmm. life. That's not what that means. It's just like we acknowledge the fact that so far, knock on wood, our life hasn't changed that much. We are very great, lucky yeah. and fortunate and it could change in a heartbeat and we know that. So we're going to be appreciative of what we have while we have Absolutely. it. We get to be together during this time. I mean, we know too many people who can't be either. They, they or their spouse have to quarantine. They or their spouse is an essential worker mm-hmm. and won't come home. The Their partner doesn't actually live that far away but maybe everybody's in lockdown and so that you know like there are all kinds of reasons people can't be together and want to be together and so we are great we know that we're fortunate and we're going to be grateful for that so if there's a thing you can hold on to and just say i'm very grateful i have this roof over my head food in the fridge a loved one the ability to connect like whatever it is that you can hold on to that can be seen as a positive in your mm-hmm. life. Even if the rest of the, if everything else is burning down around your ears, my squishy glitterly, glitterly, wow. Glittery. Glitterly. <laughs> it's my new word. Uh, glittery. New I'm, word of the day, glitterly. <laughs> it's not literally, it's glitterly. My glittery optimist squishy center mm-hmm. says that that's, that's a thing to do. It doesn't negate all the other crap going on, but it gives you a bright spot in the middle of it. And hope springs eternal, literally. Hmm. Did we lecture? Did we go into lecturing? I'm sorry. Yeah. Look at us trying to keep it light, and we just went, we got uh, real heavy real fast. Sorry. Sorry. Hmm. 
Kalina, um, God, 82. Dad, Kalina says that their dad is 82 with lung issues. And yeah, passing something on to your dad. I worried about doing the same to my aunt. Like, I mm -hmm. haven't seen my aunt in weeks now, and I don't know when we will because we have very limited contact with the outside world, but we do every once in a while need to go out or go yeah. out in a way that we can distance. And yeah, now I'm, I don't want to go see my no. aunt because I don't want to pass something on to her. And, and that's happening with a lot of family right now. I yeah. know, and that's a hard part. Yeah. That's a really hard, hard part. My mom um, was supposed to, and may still, we don't know what will happen by mm -hmm. May or June, but was supposed to, at the end of May, come to visit for a few days, take the 10 year old and then go back to Mississippi. And she's like, I don't know if that can happen. I'm like, you know, we don't know if it can happen. My mom is a worrier too. It's genetic in my family. <laughs> I, and I actually mean that quite literally. I've, I know my family fairly well. It's genetic. Um, I said, look, we can't worry about what may or may not happen when we get to late May, early June, we'll act accordingly based on whatever the reality is mm -hmm. at that time. So, and I don't know how I'm able to have that right now. That, that way of looking at it because most other times I don't most other times it's absolutely the sky is falling and I'm mm -hmm. I'm I, I keep telling myself that what's what is happening is my brain has like is not is refusing to to admit the severity of it and something's gonna happen and then I'm gonna be a basket case but maybe not maybe not maybe mm -hmm. I'll get lucky um but yeah so mm -hmm. I yeah staying away from family. Yeah. Not because you are sick, but because you know you could get them sick. That's right. That's tough. That's yeah. tough. And, and so. CWUK, um, no, I was not aware of that. Uh, a secondary stress disorder. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like CWUK says it's like PTSD, but you pick up other stresses. Thank you. Yeah, we are sponges, mm -hmm. and we do soak up other things. And, and I know I, I, something I learned about myself a long time ago when I was young. I, I am. Um, somewhat empathic oh, yeah. to people you know you you know you've seen that in me and we are like that with and, each other too yeah and um you know with yeah it, it's tough because yeah i feel other oh yeah and, and the whole world is stressed yeah. out right now yeah and tayshu talks about having family members who keep trying to show up and do play dates and and like come get the kids oh Ooh, i mm. i i feel for y'all that have to that still have to deal with people who refuse to accept that certain things probably need to be done yeah um we are very fortunate we do not i don't know that would make me anxious mostly because i don't like confrontation and you kind of yeah. have to be a little bit like i have boundaries and these are the boundaries my mm -hmm. house is my boundary get get six feet away <laughs> um so yeah i feel for you there too because that's yeah that's the hardest part because a lot of what's happening in the sense of how people are reacting from a psychology psychological point of view I don't want to say it makes sense, but it does make sense because people react in different ways and many, many people mm -hmm. will not react until it hits close to home. And that really sucks because by the time it gets that bad, it's going to be really bad. Yeah. Um, but some of that is, I think, a bit of human nature. Some of us overreact. Some of us mm -hmm. react the way we need to. And then there are the underreactors. And uh, it's know, not great. All, all I can say is, you know, the other day, found gas for $1.47 a gallon. And I ain't telling y'all where I found it because I seen what you did with the toilet paper. Okay, now full disclosure. Disclose that. <laughs> disclose it. <laughs> we full disclose here. Disclose that statement. Not where he found gas. That's not what I'm talking about. Disclose it. Go ahead. I don't know what you're talking about. Daddy. <laughs> was that or was that not a joke that you were... <laughs> it, was, it was a joke I came across on the internet. 
Because here it's a dollar ninety one. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Okay. We could talk about this for hours. And one, we don't have time. Yeah, and two, no. that is kind of that's a little heavy. Yeah. Um, watch whatever space you're watching or listening to us on. Watch this space. Uh, early next week, we will have an announcement of some things coming up. It will go out by podcast, the community tab in um, YouTube social media and our newsletter if you're not subscribed to our newsletter you can do that link in the description box if you're on youtube mm-hmm. link in the show notes page that was one i forgot to mention bdsm checklist we have a whole video yeah. on bdsm checklist um yes. and that's a thing you can do especially if you can find a free bdsm checklist mm-hmm. we have one if you subscribe to our newsletter um <laughs> and you can do that as a conversation starter with your your partner too as a free way to be kinky yeah forgot forgot about that i am these nine o'clock live streams are some bullshit, man. My brain is not <laughs> functioning at full capacity. I make great notes on Tuesday night when my brain is functioning right, at full capacity. Right. And come Wednesday morning, I'm like, what What are words? What is the, yeah. what is my outline? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. So yeah, we got some stuff coming up. We're going to announce it early next week. We're getting it all together right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we're going to announce it essentially like, kind of at the same time actually newsletter subscribers will get it first because we'll have to announce it in friday's newsletter yeah oh you should subscribe to our newsletter you'll get Mm -hmm. the information first okay i don't know what that was sorry (laughs) i need more coffee we love you guys yes we're gonna record another video Mm -hmm. um thank you for listening podcast listeners thank you for watching thank you for being here live if you can um we have been doing 9 a.m. live streams. We intend to keep doing 9 a.m. Eastern live streams. Um, yeah. The only thing that will change that, and we won't know till next week, is if something to do with the kids' online school. Like, if the 10-year-old yeah. has to is required to check in on a computer at a certain time, that's what will change it. Mm-hmm. But we won't know until we get that information. So we're going to try and keep the live stream 9 a.m. Sorry, podcast listeners. You get to hear my brain crank up from a full stop. so sorry so sorry um we love you guys yes we're gonna go get more coffee yeah thanks for being thanks for being thanks for being (laughs) i think actually that's a lovely sentiment just thanks for being thanks for existing i think that's i mean i know i interrupted you and that's what that was (laughs) i salvaged it (laughs) time for us to go girl time for me to have more coffee yes We love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.